Once upon a time, a boat waited in the distance. Across the shimmering ocean, with the crew assembled, ready to sail the seas. Yo ho! Yeah, yeah yo. this could be a, the start of a pirate escapade, or, or the beginning of an animal adventure. Or people running towards some fu- What is that? Flip-flops? What have flip-flops got to do with a boating adventure? I can't wait to find out. We know that climate change is a big problem and a problem that we all need to pay a lot of attention to and it can feel really scary and this big issue that hangs over us. That's where I come in. I'm James Stewart and I'm here to offer some positivity around the subject of climate change. I'm a TV presenter, climate change graduate and I work with Harvard as one of their climate creators which basically means I get to look at some really awesome research and meet some really cool people doing some amazing things around the world to try and help save planet Earth. So... Listen carefully, because I'm going to be asking a question right at the end to see if you picked up a little extra knowledge from the stuff that we've talked about. Now, of course, we always like to hear from our listeners, so let's find out what the question is for this week. Hiya, James. My name's Matilda, and I live in England in Lancashire. I really, really don't like when I see litter anywhere. don't understand why people do it. It makes me feel better when I see people litter picking. Is there anything new and exciting we could be doing with that litter? Oh, what a brilliant question, Matilda. Thank you for that. Well, today I am joined by an incredible actress that you may have seen in films like The Fault in Our Stars and The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Hollywood superstar Shailene Woodley. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for doing this. So Matilda's talking about litter and the impact that humans are having, you know, on the planet. And she's is asking, like, kind of what what we can do about that. You know, the stuff that kind of gets left, the trash. How do you kind of turn trash to treasure? And it kind of got me thinking, saying about some of the time and the work you did with Greenpeace, and you went on this incredible expedition, didn't you? It was amazing. We went into the middle of the Sargasso Sea, which is basically the Bermuda Triangle, and um, the ocean was clear and stunning and what you would expect from the ocean in Bermuda. And the closer we got to the surface and the using the tools that we have, we were able to see that there were millions of pieces of microplastic, and it was actually one of the microplastic capitals of the oceans. And so we collected as much as we possibly could. and. It definitely made me realize that ASAP, we need to move away from plastic. There's kind of, that's non-negotiable. And then with the plastic that does exist in the world, it is important to repurpose it and reuse it. It really is about being aware. So to Matilda and her questions about litter, about being aware of what you consume. Like, do you really need that single-use plastic water bottle? Do you really need to use the bag from the store? Starting to look at all of our daily choices and the ways that we can make small, acute changes that eliminate a lot of plastic in our lives. Shailene, one of the things that most excited me about talking to you is that this is such a big part of your life and what you do. Where did it kind of start? Was there like a moment or something you saw or watched that made you kind of realize that there was a problem with the climate? I was just really lucky to have grown up in California with parents who took us camping a lot when we were children. And so nature was very much inherently a part of our lives and so having grown up in an environment where i saw the symbiotic relationship between human and nature and never really understood the division between human and nature and felt like we were all a part of this ecosystem together that kind of formed the 
foundation of why I care so much. And I always feel as well that Mother Earth is going to be okay and this planet is going to be fine. It's really humans that can get ourselves in a bit of a tiff every now and then. And so when it comes to climate change or all of these big words that we latch on to from a place of fear or a place of hope or a place of wanting to be involved, I think stripping away the narratives and really coming back to the core, which is how do we all flourish on this planet? not just as human beings, but also as animals and birds and fish and trees and rocks. Thank you so much, Shailene. Honestly, that is an incredible insight into your world and the amazing things that you're doing. And actually, you know what? It leads us really nicely into meeting a friend of mine, speaking of all that plastic and litter in the sea, that is doing something about that as we speak. Ben Morrison, who has made a boat out of (laughs) flip-flops. The best thing ever. The best thing ever. I need, I need to know more. How did this happen? Where did you find the flip-flops? When did you first see them? Good, let me tell you. So I organise really cool holidays for my job. And one day I was in Kenya where lots of our families go on holiday and I was surprised to see so many flip-flops floating up on the beach. I couldn't believe it. So I thought, why not put all of this litter, if we collected it all up together and make it into a boat. And literally it was that simple an idea. I didn't think about whether it was possible or not. I just thought, let's try. And so we did, we tried. And in the end, after quite a lot of hard work, took us about two years, we managed to make a boat that weighs 10 tons out of recycled litter, litter that we turned into something new. And the best part was we use flip-flops, which are all colorful, as you probably know. We put flip-flops on the outside of the boat because we were recycling, we were reusing things that people normally throw away. And how many flip-flops did it take to make the boat? Probably 30,000. But the amazing thing is the ocean, so much rubbish from around the world goes into rivers and then those rivers flow into the ocean. So the flip-flops that we were picking up where we were in Africa probably were thrown away by somebody in India. So the ocean connects us all and we realized really quickly that although we were picking up litter in Kenya, that litter could have come from anywhere and it could be the same litter that's on the coast in Lancashire, around the UK, anywhere in the world. And we realized that our boat wasn't really just to do with the litter from that one area. It was a symbol of the problem we've got all over the world. Mm. And we realized that it, it was universally interesting to people around the world. Everyone understood. Everyone understood what a flip-flop was. My question is, how do you actually turn the plastic into a, a boat? Do you make sort of bricks out of it and assemble it like that? How does that work? So we melted ours down. And we melted the plastic, so it ended up looking a bit like candle wax, or <laughs> yeah. and it was all molten. And then we we put it into a mold in the shape of a plank of wood, and we let it cool down. And in the end, you just get something that looks like a plank of wood that's made of plastic. We were able to use that for the hard bits of the boat, and then we were able to cut the flip flops up, join them together, and stick them to the boat. So. The outside of the boat's made from flip-flops, but you've got to understand that the underneath bit is also made from plastic bags, toothbrushes, all that kind of stuff. Anything that's plastic that you use only once, and there's so much of it. You know, if you get a milk bottle or milk carton, that plastic, we can use that. When we launched our boat, there was some school children who had a little project just for a week at school where they made their own boats. And Lamu's by the coast, so they actually made real boats. 
out of water bottles where they put the lid on so they contain water and they made what looked a bit like a raft building project. Yeah. But then they made a little mast and they sewed together plastic bags to make a sail. Wow. So you don't just have to do it the way we did, but the key thing here is we're using already used stuff to make more stuff. And I also love the sails on Flip Floppy because they are made of something pretty cool, right? Yeah, so the the sails are made from recycled plastic bottles that we've woven into a sail, into a cloth. So cool. Um, And you wouldn't be able to tell. Um, You wouldn't be able to tell that it was a recycled plastic bottle. It's just a beautiful white sail. My mum used to say to us, one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? Exactly. And so in in this case, the trash actually turns out to be a boat. Which is, and I think a lot of people will be wondering, have you been on the boat? Have you sailed on the flip floppy? Yeah, so when we um, finished building the boat, it was just before we had one of the government ministers from Kenya coming to launch it. But we were so close to the deadline, we didn't have the time to properly do all of our tests. So he arrived and we launched it into the water with this minister from the government (laughs) on it, not knowing whether it was going to stay upright. But um, we did some proper trials after that and it passed all the tests got all the licenses and we took it on a world first expedition we sailed it down the Kenya coast all the way to an island called Zanzibar and everywhere we went school children came on the boat we met local people from the villages the cities even had the president of Kenya come on the boat and what at the end of this expedition happened within two months of that Kenyan president being on the boat Kenya had actually introduced a ban on all plastic bags in the whole country Wow! so the really big thing that I learned from this was that by doing something that seemed to me like quite fun and quite simple, actually it made a real difference. It made a change. In Kenya now, you are not allowed to give somebody a plastic bag. If you fly in to Kenya in the airport, they will check your bags before you arrive into the country to make sure you don't have plastic bags. And that happened because of a little idea that we had. So it's the idea that you can change something and you don't need to think about like how hard it is. Just, just do it. Take the first step, do it, have fun. And then stuff like this happens. So there you have it. Yet another brilliant way of saving planet Earth. Please do rest assured as you go about your day, whatever you're doing today, really smart people in the world are doing amazing things to try and get us out of this mess or at least help along the way. Now I think it's only right we head back to Matilda. If I was in charge of saving planet Earth, the first thing I would do is tell people to not drop litter and to try and put it in the bin. It's not hard and it makes a difference. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that inspires you to go and do something awesome to help save planet Earth. And remember, if you want to get in touch, and please do, we'd love to hear from you. You can email savingplanetearthpod at gmail.com. That's savingplanetearthpod at (laughs) gmail.com. I haven't forgotten about the question as well. Can you remember how many flip-flops Ben said were covering the flip-floppy boat? I'll give you a clue. It's a big number. Lots of flip-flops. Well done if you said around 30,000. I think anywhere near that was pretty good, if you ask me. I can't even find two at my house. Before we go, this next bit is more for the grown-ups and it helps keep this podcast free just for you. 